and Mr. Ancona caught me cheating. And, and basically, like we had a talk after class. And after that, I learned the importance of actually doing stuff on my own and not cheating and being a morally decent person. <laughs> I, I think those were- so you, you weren't a morally decent person before that moment? <laughs> I guess not. I knew it. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Monarch Experience Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Ancona, and I am so pumped to be able to talk to two former students today. The Monarch Experience, we're giving students the platform to voice their opinions about what matters to them, and today it's not so much about current students, but more so about students from the past. We're talking to alumni. We're going to call this, I guess, like an alumni experience episode. Uh, We're just going to keep branding that experience aspect. Uh, and we're going to be chatting with uh, Max and Kush today about you know, their, their experience, that, that pun wasn't on purpose, but their experience at Memorial, um, their experience going through high school and kind of where they are now, how much they've grown, you know, what advice they'd have for, for, for students currently, what advice they'd have for their future selves, um, and just kind of just talking us through the, the process and, and life of a Central Jersey Marlboro student uh, that has gone on to bigger and better things, and that is going to continue to go on to bigger and better things uh, once uh, you know, all this craziness in the world kind of settles down a little bit. But uh, no getting to know you question. I know these guys quite well. Max, Kush, Max, you guys want to say hi to our audience? Hey, everyone. What's, What's up? going on, guys? All right. Uh, before we dive right into this, I think there's a little bit of background that we should maybe kind of chat about. Um, you know, I, I had Max and Kush in the same class four years ago, um, and and I kind of have, this has been this weird. Max is like, oh my god, four years ago. Uh, you know, they've got beards now and facial hair, and <laughs> and you know, it's so crazy because this particular class, you guys graduated when middle school. 16 2016 16 i can't i I don't know how to do math and it's so bizarre because the your particular class i have run in with uh, or run into so many of you or just had you guys contact me over the last like year and a half i can't get away from you guys and here we are now and you know i'm i'm genuinely so pumped and so thrilled that you know considering all the things that have gone down that we actually get a chance to kind of reconnect and for you to kind of connect with, uh, with Memorial as a whole. Uh, Max, you want to talk about kind of, you were kind of like the, uh, the catalyst for this thing <laughs> happening. You want to chat with our audience about how that went down? Sure. So about a week ago, I finally figured out where I was going to go to college and I talked it over with my family and we made everything official. And pretty much about a day after that, I was thinking back, And I had this idea for a long time that once I knew where I wanted to go to college, I'd email all the teachers that I thought played a really important role in making me who I am and pretty much thank them for everything that they've done for shaping me. So I reached out and then Mr. Ancona responded and it was great. It's, it's really cool. And what's funny is, and Kush, obviously, you know, I I guess I I didn't give you any credit because (laughs) Kush, I think a lot of this podcast also started because I ran into you in Dunkin' Donuts like four months ago, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the wheels, I think, were starting to turn when I was like, let's do a podcast with Kush and Max. No, in all seriousness, you know, Max, like, 
you know, I've sent my fair share of those emails too. And I think that speaks so much about your character to just kind of take a second and reflect and go back and just kind of reach out to those people and just let them know. Because I think sometimes we have a lot of people that impact us, but we don't necessarily take the time to reach out to them. And it, it doesn't take that much to send that email or to send that text. And I've been trying to get really a lot better about doing that. And here we are. So you're done with high school pretty much, for the most part, at least. What has, how, how was high school? Four years, best years of your life, as trite as that may sound. Is there any truth to that? Um, honestly, yeah. I, like, obviously, I haven't been alive that many years, but I would say it was the four best years of my life. Um, high school was, it was, there were, there were a lot of ups and downs and like a lot of things I wish I had known going in. But I guess that's true for every experience. Um, and kind of the idea, like Max and I both went to like a vocational school, so it was very different than like traditional Marlboro experience, like biotech, and kind of um, like there was there was a big Marlboro presence, um, so that so that we kind of knew we obviously knew each other, and we knew a lot of other people, but it was really like the experience I thought was really special with MCVSD in general, the vocational school district, because. Like there's at least one kid from like every every district, and like you get to meet a lot of different people who are all really special. And like a lot of things like uh, meeting people from shore towns, like I didn't I didn't know any anything about that. And it's literally some of the greatest people I've ever met. Kush, did it start with like you know you said like it's from everybody from kind of everywhere? Did did the beginning of this freshman year kind of start with like comparing? you know, like what your experiences were like in elementary school and middle school, or was it kind of like, nah, we don't really care. Let's just, you know, we're, we're hitting, we're hitting go now. So kind of at first everyone was like in their own groups. Like there'd be like the Marlboro group, the shore kid group. Of course. There were like these like nuances things like where in like certain towns, like Marlboro specifically, when we were younger, if we wanted to hang out, we'd like drive to a friend's house. Whereas some of the shore towns, like they're so close together, they can just walk to their friend's house. That's and awesome. those kind of differences were like, really, they turned out to be pretty significant in how like we viewed each other kind of. Because, you know, you know now, I guess, or you knew during that moment, like, um, like what a Marlboro student is like. And I know that, that when you're growing up, you guys both grew up through the, through like the Marlboro K through 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like you guys, you guys heard a lot about like, you know, like we're, you know, Marlboro, it's, you know, there's high, there's a lot of pressure and all that. And we're, we're super competitive and all that, but it's kind of like all, you know, was there at any point when you kind of were, you know, in this gigantic heterogeneous group of students from different places? Was there at any point where you were like realizing like, oh, like Marlboro students or kids coming from Marlboro are this compared to other students? Uh, I think for me, towards the end of high school, there was sort of a, kind of like a little stigma or a preconception or a conception or idea that I had about each of the areas within Monmouth County. So I think now we have a better idea of where everyone's from and like their identity. But in the beginning, it was more just unknown. What's the identity, I guess, of a, of a Marlboro student? At least maybe from the perspective of people that are not from Marlboro. I think a lot of kids think that Marlboro kids that uh, we study a lot and we, that we're one of those groups of people that really wants to focus on their grades a lot. For you, high school, you know, what was your experience like? It was, re- it was 
there were obviously a lot of ups and downs. For me, I, I was able to split all the educational stuff with playing high school soccer. So I really got a lot of different experiences within that. For me, I really liked the end of high school, especially the end of my junior year and then the fall of senior year, because that's when I was able to have the most fun with combining soccer and what we were doing in school. For the soccer program, we, were, we had a really good uh, senior season for at least my age. And we were a top 20 ranked team in the state for a little bit of time. And that was awesome because people were actually coming out to our games and interviewing us after we won, which is awesome. Whereas in school, especially towards the end of junior year and then in the beginning of this past year, we were doing a lot of more fun grade-wise activities. So for me, one of my favorite moments was in our gym class. One of my friends, we were learning archery, which usually isn't taught at many schools. But one of my friends ended up by accident, we hope. Uh, <laughs> he shot the arrow straight into the ceiling and got it stuck there for multiple <laughs> days and nobody could get it down. And it was moments like those that I really remember from the later part of high school that I really enjoyed. Is that like archery? This feels like something in like your, your fake like teen movie, <laughs> like real arrows. Yeah, they, they could definitely hurt if uh, you got hit with them. It was cool. We didn't have a lot of the same activities that many schools like Marlboro has, uh, like other indoor sports like basketball or anything like that, or outdoor sports like basketball. Okay. But, but we had some different niche activities for our own school. Were there any that were as cool as archery? No. How much did you guys lean on each other in the beginning? Um, honestly, like, I always thought going to the same school, like, we'd have a lot of the same classes, but each year it just so worked out, like, that we had, like, one class together every year, maximum two. So, like, with that, together we were in a lot of classes together. So, um, at first we started off and, like, kind of, we we met different people. During lunch and things, we'd always hang out. So, I guess uh, that was similar. And then, yeah, we we always used to talk after school and stuff, so. But I I think that's a really good balance, though, right? Because I'm sure in the beginning you're like, oh, man, only one class, but... You know, it, it helps you at least kind of have like an anchor or someone to kind of lean on and then helps you also kind of grow a little bit too. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a big like help for getting transitioning to high school. Sure. And- you know, if, if I'm someone listening right now, I guess, and I'm a middle school student, the thing that I kind of want to know about is this like this mythological senioritis. Because I know for me as a high school student, see, like all up until senior year, I had heard about senioritis and you know, just like the, the moment that like I was a senior, it was like, oh man, it's, it's real. I, I remember there being a moment where I, I kind of like senioritis definitely kicked in. Was that something you guys had to, to fight? I think for, for me, at least once I submitted all my college applications, I definitely felt a weight off my shoulders. But at our school, there's no real senioritis, I think, where you just give up and, and coast through the rest of the year. If you're at biotech, I think you still care about school a bit. So I still tried on all my assignments, but you just feel more relaxed as you're doing them, which was a big plus. So you could focus on, you know, my my current students or or really any former students that are going to hear this. They're probably going to all cringe simultaneously. But so you could focus less on the grades then and more on the learning. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, how terrible that must have been. (laughs) We were able to kind of like shift your attention or, or shift your energy a little bit towards 
you know, passion projects or anything else? Yeah. For me, uh, I was balancing uh, weightlifting with soccer because yeah, (laughs) so I'm going to be playing soccer in college and a big focus on, for me at least was getting a lot stronger to adjust for the next level. So I really enjoy, I also enjoyed weightlifting and all the science behind it. So I was able to combine those two things and really put more effort into it. That's fantastic. I think that is, I love that you say that you love the science behind weightlifting because I, you know, I, I love weightlifting. Fitness has been a huge part of my life for 17 years or whatever. And the science behind it is the thing that keeps me going and to keeps me like, you know, cause you're always learning new things. And, yeah. and that's what's the coolest part. So how have you been holding up with uh, no gyms open? Get a home gym? There, no, no home gym. It's really tough. Got to get creative. Yeah. Like, like using uh, bars above swing sets for pull-ups and other things like that. There you go. Do a lot of like German volume training and, uh, and <laughs> exhaustion, stuff like that. I mean, that's that you got to get creative right now, I guess. Yeah. Um, Kush, were you able to kind of, I mean, do you agree with Max's sentiment? Were you kind of the same mold where you're not like going to just kick your feet up and were you able to kind of find time for any passion projects Um, of your own to some degree i mean max and i like uh both love fitness like that's something we have in common and have had for a while have had for a while now um so that's also something i do i am a little more fortunate so i have a bit of a home gym um my dad and i like assembled a bench press i I use it a lot like every day kind of trying to teach myself how to (laughs) uh, do a handstand nice Uh, doing things like that i don't know that's what senioritis has given me more time for and and i kind of don't even think that that's really like senioritis it's more like you just get to kind of like take a breath and just you know grow yourself like you're able to kind of grow the things that you like the things that you're interested in and and just like max was saying like explore the science behind whatever it is that you know you're passionate about so as you're you already committed to college kush what um what school are you going to so I'm going to, uh, I don't know if you heard it, it's called Washington University in St. Louis. Awesome. Wait, Washington University in St. Louis? Yeah, it's a little... Uh... You're going to have to explain that for the rest of your life. <laughs> I know. That's a common <laughs> thing, apparently, among alumni. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. What, uh, what, what are you going there for? What's the, what's the end goal? Um, so I think I'm going to be a pre-med. I'm not sure what major I want to do yet, but probably something biology-related. Awesome. Max, where are you going? You, de- you, you said you decided two days ago or a week ago? Yeah, a week ago, pretty much. I'm going to Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah. Dude, another great city. <laughs> what are you studying? So my major is technically computational biology, but I'm part of the School of Computer Science there. So it should be hard, but really interesting. And you're getting to play soccer there too. Yeah, yeah, I committed to play soccer, so that should be awesome. What do you I, think that expectation is going to be like? Uh, I, I guess for that, it, it, that I can actually say it's going to be hard. I have to pr- pretty much prepare myself to play against kids that are up to five years older than me, wow. with, which I've had to do in high school, but it's still different. Now I'm playing against grown men. Yeah. So, yeah, but it'll be exciting. I can't wait. And then, Kush, what, uh, what do you – anything that you're doing – on the side as far as academics in uh, University of um, Washington in St. Louis, not Washington? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Um, I've always been into soccer too, but obviously not at the level Max has been at. So yeah. maybe I'll do some intramural or club. 
And then uh, maybe I'll play some basketball too outside of academics. I don't know. I'm mainly trying to, you know, enjoy St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. I love the Midwest. I spent I spent last month, uh, last summer, one month there in Iowa, and I thought it was amazing, and that kind of influenced my decision. I heard the uh, barbecue out there is amazing. Oh, dude, the barbecue out there is is out of this world. You you can't go wrong. There's some really really good places. My, the thing I've learned about anytime I'm traveling and I'm going to eat is uh, the uglier the pictures look on Yelp of the food, and the uh, dingier the place looks uh the better the food the better the atmosphere i don't trust any place that's got like professional photographs when you're looking for like barbecue or any type of food like that um so what uh what you guys what decisions went into you know going to washington university and and pittsburgh uh respectively uh, for me at least i was spending the last uh, three to four years talking to coaches and going on visits because I knew that I had to play soccer in college. I couldn't okay. just quit it. So for me, it was balancing a high academic school and somewhere that where I could see myself actually getting game time at a university. So once I figured everything out with Carnegie Mellon, I realized that they were the perfect fit. That's, and, and you know what, Max? That's a really smart idea because you said something that stuck out, game, of getting game time. Yeah. You know, because you, you want to be able to go and play and grow as a player and yeah. you know, riding the bench is not going to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are a lot of opportunities to go to other quote unquote, like bigger name schools athletically, but you may not grow the same way if you don't get as much playing time there. Of course. And you know, it sounds good on a resume to have, you know, that's where you played soccer and everything. But again, if you're not getting out there and getting that hands-on experience, it's what is that worth? Um, Kush, any determining factors that kind of helped you weigh out multiple schools or do you kind of just know that uh, Washington U is where you were going? No, it was actually, it was a really hard decision and like, I'm still not sure if it was the right one. It's only been like two days. But, uh, <laughs> You're getting buyer's was, regret now. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I was considering, because um, I, I knew I wanted to be a pre-med um, uh, and explore that avenue. And so out of the choices I had, it looked like um, WashU was like the best in that regard. And I also had some schools on like California, but you know, that was a little, a little more far for me. Yeah. And I had been to the Midwest and spent like a good bit of time there. So I kind of knew what I was, I was getting myself into and that provided some comfort. And then also like uh, in high school, a big part of like, my interests were like research related. Like um, I worked in a few labs and I thought that was really cool. And WashU kind of has some resources with regard to that. So I thought it'd be a really good fit to spend four years there. Yeah. That, no, that's great though. I mean, it, it, again, this is cliche as can be, but like, you know, you, you'll make any school you go to, you'll make that school and that experience amazing because it's going to be what you get out of it. And ultimately, you know, I don't, don't regret it. I don't think that you should question yourself, especially two days later. It'll be, you know, it'll be what, what you make it. Oh my God. That's so painful saying that because it's so cliche, but that's uh that's a huge part of it. So you guys are seniors. You had a lot, I'm sure a lot of fun activities, prom graduation, just being two right off the top of your head. Um, do you feel like you're kind of gypped of uh, the benefits and all those perks that you've, you've worked so hard, right. For three years for to finally get it. And you're like top of the world. We're seniors. And then the world happens. 
Honestly, like, yeah, obviously I was looking forward to certain senior activities. Like we, we had just like activity, some activities at biotech, like they don't happen. Like um, we're a class of 80. And so things like senior scavenger and senior assassin, like those are left to the students to organize. Okay. Especially because we live all across Monmouth County, but our sure. class, like, we were ready to do it. Like we had people who planned it all out. It was, it was so exciting. And then like this happened. And so we're still kind of clinging on, hoping, hoping that maybe we'll, it'll happen in the summer or something if this all clears up. But, you know, uh, even for like things like prom, um, like those are kind of hallmark senior activities. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, like the class of 2020 is going to pull through. I know at WashU, there's like, there's already a group chat about like some kind of like redemption prom where they're going to do it in the fall semester. And there are things like that all across the United States for uh, universities. Are they really? Yeah. That's really cool. I had no idea. Eventually this will end, right? And I think that's going to be, you guys are going to be able to find something. I'm sure it won't be the same as whatever you anticipated, but I'll tell you what, you're going to have the most unique experience imaginable because no other graduating class is going to have had whatever you got, you know, what you guys are going through. Max, for you, uh, disappointment, you know, anger, sadness, apathy, where are you kind of on this? I know I felt everything. For over the last five weeks, I'm definitely disappointed about the activities that we were organizing as a grade, like the senior scavenger and senior assassin. It would have, it would have been awesome to just drive across Monmouth County and shoot water guns at other people in your grade. Fun is that time. what that is? is? That what that is? Senior assassin, yeah. At least for us, yeah. So, all right, t- because I know right now you're probably and you went to biotech, right? Yeah. So I know that there's probably going to be a lot of uh, eighth graders that are listening to this that are going like, yes, I'm going to, this is amazing. Cause I don't know if they are aware of that going in, that that's an activity. Were you aware of that going in? So I have an older brother and he went to Freehold Township High School and over there they did it as seniors also. Okay. Uh, so I had a vague idea, but I didn't know too much about it. Well, so this is a really good selling point for, uh, for biotech then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome, Biotech. All right. Okay, so talk to me about what Senior Assassin is. Do so you just go around shooting water guns at each other? Driving? Uh, uh, not while driving. Oh, oh, I thought it was like a drive-by. I mean, I mean maybe. It would be kind of dangerous. Yeah, it, it would definitely be very dangerous. You guys would have to have like a closed course, I think, to make that work. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think you can partner up with someone if you want but you're given a group or a target and you're pretty much driving around figuring out where they are. And there are certain objects that you can hold that are pretty much like a shield where you can't be hit at a certain time maybe or at a certain place if you're holding it. But otherwise, once you get that person, you move on to the next ground and you try to be the last person standing. How wide does this, like what is your course? Is it in like a, a field or is it kind of just a free for all? I think it's pretty much a free-for-all across Monmouth County that spans over like a, a week, two weeks, maybe around that time. Oh my God, that sounds, that sounds terrible. You're not missing out on anything. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. I mean, you know what the cool thing is? Again, I, I'm going to try to be overly positive. You guys can make that work at some point, you know, at a later date. And it, it may not, you, maybe you guys will be like, you know, 40 years old. No, at some point, I think you'll be able to do it and it'll still be fun. I feel like I got chipped. I want to do that. We didn't, we didn't have anything like that at Marlboro High School when we were, sorry, Marlboro High School. Like we didn't have anything like that. Is that student run or is that school run? Student run. 
prom, you think it is definitely canceled? I think it is. I'm yeah. holding out hope for graduation. I'm really okay. hoping everything will be fine for that. But I've I've come to terms that prom will probably be canceled. And and I'm kind of upset. It it's always fun to take fun pictures with friends. That's yeah. probably my favorite part. I'm awful at dancing, so that's not a huge letdown. But the pictures are kind of disappointing that I won't have to look back on. Yeah, and I think like the whole like you know getting dressed up and the whole like pomp and circumstance of it. Um, I don't I don't even think I danced at prom. Maybe like they played like ACDC for like one song, and I was like, yeah, let's get out on the dance floor. Well, what happens then with the prom dates? Was that a lot of work going into to procuring a date? And is that now all for nothing, or is that turning into a relationship based off of all of this? So I was uh, very close to asking someone to prom, but then everything happened, so I realized I should probably wait a bit. Uh, Kush, what about you? You you were very measured then, uh, Max, with your <laughs> with your calculations there. Yeah. Kush, did you have a similar experience? Yeah, so I was like, I I found someone who I want to ask, and I was like, all right, uh, I'll wait. Um, I kept kind of pushing it off, and then this happened, and I was like, oh, well, it's probably not going to happen now. Let me just wait another week to see how things go. <laughs> was and not pushing it off. Not we'll pushing oh, oh, man, Max is just going to call you out like that. No, nah, that was not it. <laughs> Did you ever get to ask the person? No, nah, I've still been pushing it off. Do you want to do it right here, right now? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to pass. Just oh, all right. <laughs> people bringing people together. Um, Oh man, so you both kind of in a way got saved by having to ask somebody. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're well, you're look, you know what I think what's important during all of this that we're going through is that we try to find positives. And there's your positive right now. <laughs> you guys didn't have to go through the the potential you know heartache of someone saying no. Couldn't imagine why they would do that though. You know, I think Kush, you said something when we were kind of chatting earlier and in, in the doc about like not needing events like this necessarily. And these are only just moments. You, you want to chat about that a little? Yeah, I was thinking like, um, like I already know, like what, even watching my, I have an older brother who uh, comes back for break and things like that. And literally the second he's back, he already like meets up with all of his high school friends and they're hanging out. Like literally nothing has changed, even though it's been like four months since they've seen each other. And they're like across the world at this point. And um, I think it's going to be the same with us, right? Like when we, we've been together for four years, when, when winter break or Thanksgiving break rolls around next year or this year, later this year, we're going to be in the same space, like hanging out. And yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate we missed some signature experiences. I was really looking forward to it. We got a prom house in the Poconos. That's kind of busy now. Um, yeah. But I think we'll just rent one next year. And we'll be fine. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's I'm sure that's a big part of it, too, is like all the after prom festivities. So, all right. So, you know, as we're winding down here and, you know, you're, we're reflecting on the high school experience and everything, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't ask, was there any middle school experience at Memorial that you look back on fondly or that just kind of stands out to you for for good or bad, Kush? Yeah, so um, for me, before seventh grade, it was kind of like, um, I wasn't like convinced about the whole academics thing, right? Like, I wouldn't do my homework or anything like that. I just didn't see the importance of it. Like, it was like, what does it bring me? Like, don't get me wrong. I knew how to do the stuff. Like, like if we're talking about math, like I knew how to do some addition. But I was like, what's the point of practicing? 
and it wasn't until like seventh grade when I started to realize that and then tried to like do my work and try to learn more and, and work towards like goals and things and then at the start of eighth grade um my math teacher Mrs. Morty uh we had taken like some some algebra test and Max was in this class I'm sure he remembers and uh she does this thing where she reads out <laughs> the top three grades um and like uh before she read them out everyone would like guess who it was and like I didn't think it was me like I was like I had come from like this was like honors math and I was like in like high math previous year and it was like a step up I wasn't ready for it or anything and no one guessed my name but then she called out and she said it was me and I was like oh wow that's actually it was kind of like showing me like the importance of hard work and like what it could do for me and that's kind of like I view it as almost like a turning point in my academic career that's awesome to like get you to help you kind of move to that next level for your learning mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know what kush like i know that there are a lot of students who you know take that same mentality too and there's nothing wrong with that i think as long as you can kind of learn something from it in the end you know because if you're like oh, i'm above doing the work or i don't need to do the work or do the practice but then you don't get that aha moment you know, then I think it's all for nothing. Uh, Kush, when did you get that aha moment? Was it then or was this kind of retrospective looking back on it? Um, I think it was like, honestly, seventh grade is when I started like working and that was show that one moment like showed me like the culmination of what that work meant. That's great because not a lot of people get to have that experience happen and for them to recognize it as it's happening. A lot of times that's reflective years and years and years later. Um, well, shout out to Mrs. Murdy. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Max, any standout moment from, from middle school, good or bad, that, that you kind of take away? Yeah, actually, two. One, going back to Kush's turning point, for me, that, his moment in eighth grade, was I had the kind of the opposite experience. On the very first test, Mrs. Murthy actually read out the lowest grade in the class. <laughs> and like, I knew I didn't do that well on the test. But then it ended up being me. And I, after that moment, I realized I should probably change how I study and work towards school. So that kind of changed me a bit. But then also about two months, maybe into your English class. We oh, had no. And this is during the period where our grades really matter to try and get into these vocational schools. So I was desperate to do anything I could to get like 100 pretty much. <laughs> and, and, in one of the vocab tests, I actually asked the kid how to spell a word just out loud. I, I remember cheating. And Mr. Ancona caught me cheating. And, and basically, like we had a talk after class. And after that, I learned the importance of actually doing stuff on my own and not cheating and being a morally decent person. <laughs> I, I think those so are you, you weren't a morally decent person before that moment? <laughs> I guess not. I knew it. <laughs> and I think those two events really changed how I looked at school and things in general. That's, that's really awesome. And, you know, for all of our listeners out there, I did not prep him to say that. Actually, Max, that was, uh, that was like one of the first things you said in the email. You were like, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, I cheated on a vocab test. And I was like, yeah, yeah which, which one were you? <laughs> I'm sure there were plenty that I either have caught or haven't. Um, but, you know, and, and I, what I said to you was true. I, I kind of was like, that's totally not how I remember you by. Um, I, I, as soon as you said it, it kind of like jogged my memory where I was putting the name, the face, and the action kind of together. Um, but it, it, I mean, sincerely, it didn't define you at all. And I think a big part of that is, for me at least, because we had a conversation after. And, yeah. and I, I probably said something of the effect of, you know, we're good moving forward. Like, this is, yeah. this is it. 
you know, like got to earn a little bit of trust back, but like we put this behind us and it's, it's the truth when I say that. Uh, but that's, wow. Two, uh, those, those are like, like, Oh, snap moments. Yeah. <laughs> Were they both in the first marking period? Yep. See yep. what happens when you're only focused on the number that defines you, not the learning. Oh my goodness. All right. So as we're winding down here, um, what would you tell middle schoolers as you're exiting high school and they are exiting middle school? What would you tell them on the way out? Obviously your circumstances were pro- are, are undeniably different than their circumstances right now, but uh, generally what would you tell them? One of, one of the biggest things for me is trying not to be like a quote unquote resume builder. Mm-hmm. I think at least for me, I really found interest in pursuing the things that I was actually interested in. I, there are a lot of kids where it looks awesome to hear about the things that they do, but they may not be interested in it. They're just doing it to uh, put it on some sort of application. But I think that's a huge waste of time. Even though you may think it looks great for college or wherever you're applying to, I think it's a lot better when you're able to truly talk about something that you're passionate about and go into detail about it. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing advice because they see through all that, you know, yeah. like how many applications are they looking at? Same thing with high school. Like they see all through all of that nonsense. Oh, you were in 18 different clubs, right? And you, you went to 14 different fundraisers in a matter of four hours. <laughs> yeah. It, it becomes, you know, again, cliches galore here, but it's like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. You, you have no depth to anything then. And nobody wants to talk to that person. You tell me someone who knows like an unbelievable amount of information about something specifically. I don't care what it is. Even if it's like cars, I don't even like cars. They get me from point A to point B. They used to. Um, I don't care about any of that. But if you're passionate about it and you know so much about it and you can find a way to relate that, that passion and that interest, I'll, I'll listen to you talk about cars. It's awesome. Uh, Kush, what advice would you give them? Um, I guess my first piece of advice was really similar, like do what you love. Cause, um, you know, I was kind of guilty of, of not doing that for, um, like one or two years in the beginning. Um, but then when I found what I was interested in, like everything works out, like you're going to go where you're meant to go. And if you do what you love, well, you love it. So there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Ooh, I like um, that. What about the whole meeting new people? Cause you guys obviously didn't have that, uh, you, know, you had each other, which was great, but, um, any advice for people who are, because I know a lot of my eighth graders are going to be nervous like they are every year going to a new school with completely new people and they may not even have a, a best friend that they can kind of rely on and, and lean on at least during lunch and maybe one class. Any advice for them as they're going into uncharted territory? Yeah. So what I would say is I wasn't always good at this either. And I'm, I'm obviously trying to get better at it, especially because I'm going to be going to college next year and it's going to be a little more different because like people I know won't be there but um it'd be like talk like actually talk to people right like there's never a moment where like if someone says something that you're interested in like don't don't like take a step back like take a step forward and talk to them because it's going to help you and you're going to get to know them and you you guys are going to get to know each other eventually over four years right may as well speed that up and you know yeah meet new people Speed it up. Don't, don't wait until the end. It's like every, uh, every vacation or every summer camp where, you know, you, you kind of forge a friendship on the last like two nights with someone 
on a mm-hmm. cruise and you're like, why didn't we talk earlier? It's like, like because that's why, because we're afraid of everything. That's how we are. I was super nervous when I came into high school. I was really afraid of talking to all the new kids. I thought I was going to get judged. And it took me a while to realize this, but when people say that everyone else is, everyone else, they're scared too. They're afraid to talk to people, especially those that they don't know. And I really didn't realize this until later, but if you take the jump and you're willing to talk to them, they'll talk to you also. And it makes it a lot easier if you can just try and be a little bit more confident and speak to at least one person you don't know. That's how I made, that's how I became really good friends with someone from Homedale. I just, I went up during lunch one day. I was like, Hey, I'm Max. What's your name? Like, what do you like? I like soccer. Like, cool. And it was great. And it doesn't have to be any more anything more complicated than that. Because, you know, while the initial conversation is kind of funny and maybe a little awkward, once you guys start chatting, nobody cares about the fact that it was awkward to begin with. And you said, you know, you want people are worried about being judged. I worry about that all the time. That may sound bizarre for people, especially like I'm a teacher. I'm always in front of people and I do this. Like I'm always worried about being judged. And the battle that I'm always fighting is, you know what? People are going to judge me anyway. So I don't have control over that. So let me just make sure that I'm portraying myself in the best version of myself and the accurate version of myself that I can be. I love the conversation. Hey, I'm Max. I like soccer. What do you like? I'm going to do that to somebody when we are able to you know, communicate with people in person. Except I'm not going to say I'm Max. I like soccer. <laughs> Um, all right. Final thing before we go, then what advice would you tell eighth grade versions of yourselves? I would tell myself to honestly ask questions. And, um, this is like something that slowed me down a good bit, like my freshman, at least mainly my freshman year, but a little bit into my sophomore year too. And something that Max kind of showed me in in the one or two classes we had together. At first I'd always think like Max would always raise his hand and like, uh, freshman year bio like oh what does this mean like what, what is the point of this and I was like oh like, why are you asking like he's gonna think you're stupid you could just go home and read it and then I, the night before the test I'd be studying and looking through the book and I'd be like crap I, I don't know <laughs> and it take me so much longer to just figure out the answer to some question that I could have just asked my teacher and now like going through high school that's changed so much like anytime I'm unsure I literally ask like so many questions about everything and it just saves so much time. Like if you want to know something, ask, like that's what your teachers are there for. And I think, uh, yeah, that's something I wish my younger self knew. (laughs) It's great advice for your younger self. You don't get, you don't ask, you don't get. That's kind of my life philosophy. You know, what's funny is that like that statement kind of is the, one of the many things that I remember about both of you individually is like, Kush, I remember you sitting like first row, last seat, and like never speaking exactly yeah like i don't think ever like i had you in student council too and but i don't think you ever spoke especially in class and then max you're on like the complete opposite side of the of the class and i still remember you asking questions like incessantly and not in a bad way it just to me it was it, it's a sign to me as a teacher of a, of a student that is that's their process is just the reaffirmation or just the, I need the extra clarification for something. If it's not 100% clear to me, then I don't get it. And I need to make sure that I get it. Max, what, uh, what advice would you have for eighth grade Max? Kind, I mean, it's kind of what prompted me to email you, but staying in, kind of staying in touch with people from your past. So as I went through high school, I realized that there were some kids from middle school who didn't go to biotech with me. 
I was great friend. I was really good friends with them back in middle school. But once I went to a different school, I didn't have the same opportunity to talk to them again. And I'd really try to remain in contact with the people that I knew were true good friends. Because recently with all the free time that we have, uh, I've been doing that a lot more, talking to more people from middle school that I was friends with. And it would have been way better if I could just stay close with them throughout high school and still talk to them more. You, you do obviously move on and some friendships change, don't last. But I think that there are some that are worth keeping by talking to the people. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this. This, uh, if this you know, Doing an alumni episode has definitely been something that I have had kind of in the back of my head for, for a little while. And I'm just thrilled that you guys were able to be the, the first alumni on, on this episode. And, you know, I guess you know, just again, to continue to, to forge connection, because that was, a, that was, that still is the intent of this podcast to create connection between, you know, memorial students, um, past and present, and then now kind of continually, you know, forging that connection and you know, being the glue that just kind of keeps everyone together and, and communicating, especially, especially during all this craziness right now. Um, so major, major thank you for you guys. I still want to do a, a bunch more of, you know, alumni episodes, see what you're up to, promote whatever you're, you're doing. That's, uh, you know, creating change and creating good change in the world. And uh, I've got some more alumni coming your way uh, next episode. Can't say who it is yet, but uh, we got a NCAA superstar. We've got an NCAA award winner, not runner-up, award winner that is going to be on the Monarch Experience, and I am so pumped. Keep an eye out on social media for uh, for any hints if you haven't figured it out already. You know where to find us. Subscribe so that you get this downloaded on a device that you're choosing. That's never more important, obviously, than now with um, you know, limited access and limited contact and conversation that we get to have, whether it's in the halls or with the morning announcements daily. So you subscribing is, is not for me. I don't get anything out of it, out of this. Um, there's no monetary value that I, that I have for this. This is just so that you can stay uh, entertained. You can stay informed. You could have something that continues to keep you hopefully uh, safe first and foremost, but also something that gives you a little bit of a, a mental break from all the craziness that's going on in the world because we need that. You can't just constantly watch the news. Uh, you know where to find episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker. Uh, Anchor.fm is our hosting platform, which you can find everything there with show notes, uh, links to cool things and, and whatnot. You can also make sure that you can find us on Snapchat at the Monarch Experience Podcast. What's the point of that, you may ask? Well, so that when I release hype or any type of uh, promotion where I may be teasing our guest, not teasing our guest, but where I'm teasing who our guest will be on our next episode, you can get exclusive content and exclusive uh, you know, information that's going to give you a little bit of clues and things like that. Find us on Twitter at the Monarch XP. Listen, people, stay well, stay healthy, and stay hungry. Stay hungry.